Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I thought it would be interesting to discuss the phenomenon that happens when you find an author that you really connect with, you really enjoyed one of their books, and then you are browsing through a bookshop, the library, what have you, uh, and you see that author's name come up. A new book has come out recently, and you're like, you know what? Loved their first book. Let's do this one. And it's incredibly disappointing and nowhere near as magical as their first book. And so I thought it would be an interesting episode to discuss and sort of dive deep into that. And this actually happened to me seven books, not necessarily in a row, but uh, I've been keeping a little list of authors that I thought I really liked tried their second book or a subsequent book by them and was left a little disappointed. So I gathered that list together and we're going to talk about it today. So you're listening to episode 117 of The Raw and the Cooked. I'm your host, Dara Boxer, and today we're going to talk about when an author's second book or subsequent book disappoints you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Raw and the Cooked, a weekly podcast that provides simple routines around the home, plus raw and honest book reviews. My name is Dara. I'm a Midwestern stay-at-home mom to three young kids, and I thrive on simplicity. So I actually published an episode about two and a half years ago that talked about this very topic, and I feel like we're overdue for another one. You know, it's just like that intense disappointment where you like really loved an author's novel, um, you and then you go back, find a new release, and thinking it'll have that same spark and same magic for you, and it's just a crushing disappointment. And maybe it's not necessarily the author's second book, but rather maybe like another book that follows a really, really successful one that you connected with. Um, it's a very intense feeling um, and one that I think most of us are quite familiar with. And in fact, um, again, I've been collecting them, jotting them down in my notes, and again, here to share them with you today. So let's go in order of, uh, I guess there's no order. It's just, it is what it is. Okay. So the first one uh, is Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez. Now that is the novel that is my first that was my first introduction to her. It was a really cute rom-com. I think I recommended it in one of my uh, previous episodes. It was so cute. It was so fantastic. The banter was really witty and fantastic. I really liked our characters and it was just a really cute rom-com. And so when I saw that she had released Yours Truly a couple of years later, I was, or maybe the following year, who, who knows? Um, I was like, you know what? Loved her first rom-com, like can't go wrong. She's a really good writer. And it did not have the same magic. I, I was bored. I didn't find it very good. I thought it was just sort of like a grab bag of all these hot button issues. And I just didn't really connect with any of our characters. Like they all just kind of like felt like, like caricatures of themselves and like not in a fun way. So yeah, I don't know if I could recommend that to you, but I really loved part of your world. So I still would have hope. I would try another Abby Jimenez novel, but I would go in sort of like knowing what I'm getting into. So the second series of books, um, I really loved Dead Romantics by Ashley Poston. I thought it was a really another really cute rom-com, um, and I think I recommended it on a, on a previous episode. I really should have done my homework and figured this out before I started recording, but you know, what can you do? And so again, when I saw that she had a new book out called The Seven Year Slip, I downloaded it immediately, and I was left pretty disappointed. I really didn't like the story. I didn't like the characters and I just didn't find it believable or convincing or good in any way. And uh, 
I liked Dead Romantics a lot and I might give her another shot, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. The next set is The Push by Ashley Ardrain. And The Push was a story. And again, I did recommend this on a previous episode. That was a story that like literally gutted me. I just remember feeling so intense while reading this book. And I just felt like I really connected with it on so many levels. I thought her writing was like really realistic. And so when I saw that she came out with another novel centering around motherhood called The Whispers, of course I downloaded it. And I, I I liked it, but I didn't like love it. It was it was raw in like a really different way. And she does a fantastic job of like really capturing like the essence of motherhood. But like I don't know. I, I didn't really like the story. I wasn't super it wasn't super compelling and like it didn't really do much for me. So eek. Okay, so the next set is Little Secrets by Jennifer Hillier. I thought this was a really really fun psychological thriller. Uh, it kept me on my toes, like probably finished it in like two days. So I decided to try another Jennifer Hillier. Um, she has several psychological thrillers out. Um, and so I decided just to pick the next one with the highest reviews and that was Jar of Hearts. And I don't even know where to get started with this dumpster fire of a novel. Like I could not believe it was written by the same woman. Uh, I'm not even going to go into it. It was just horrible. So I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. So I read Good Neighbors by Anne Therese Ann Fowler several years ago. And I remember really being captivated by the story at the time. Um, I do also remember that the ending felt like very rushed and a little like wackadoodle, but uh, still a decent story nonetheless. And I really enjoyed it. So the library had it all comes down to this uh, just sitting right there. So I grabbed a copy and I did not like it. <laughs> I didn't like any of our characters. I didn't find them like believable. I didn't find it a compelling story. It was really dragged out. And I just found it like it didn't have that same like, I don't know. I feel like this author is really good at getting behind our characters' motives and like what makes them tick and why they do the things that they do. But like there was something missing with this book. I can't really quite put my finger on it. So I would not recommend it all comes down to this, um, but I would still recommend Good Neighbors. Okay. So next we have Ask Again, Yes by Mary Beth Keen. And I read this when it came out several years ago, probably five or six years ago. And I remember like really enjoying it. Um, she does a really good job of like slow burning, um, I guess family dramas. And so that's sort of her thing. And I remember again at the time really enjoying Ask Again, Yes. And so she has released uh, The Half Moon in the last couple of years. So I um, decided just to give it a try finally. Um, I actually uh, downloaded this a couple of weekends ago and I read it pretty quickly. It took me maybe like three or four days to power through. And like, it was fine, but it, I just felt like it didn't really go anywhere. And I felt like I was kind of like reading the same like 15 paragraphs like over and over and over again. So it got a little tiresome and I wouldn't recommend it. So, but I would recommend asking again. Yes. So it's just so bizarre, right? And then our seventh and final example of this is um, uh, Alex McAdalis. And I actually have three books that I wanted to talk about 
from him. So it, I read them in order of when they were released. So his first book was The Silent Patient. And I read this when it came out and I thought it was fantastic. It was so good. It like left me like really shocked and surprised. I loved the twist. I thought it was a really great story. Um, I don't know if I would still feel that way if I read it today, but at the time I remember being really invested in it. Um, so I, of course, gave his next book, The Maidens, a try. And like, it was fine. It wasn't anything like amazing. Um, the reviews weren't that good. And I kind of agree with most of them. So I was like, okay. And then he released a third book that came out recently called The Fury. And I was like, okay, maybe this will be the tiebreaker, right? Um, and I just finished it this week and I didn't like it. Like it was just so, like it definitely had the same flavor. Like you could tell like each of his books kind of hold the same couple of themes and have the same tone and, and what have you. Um, but it just didn't really work for me uh, at all. So yeah, I don't know. So that's, it, it's just such an interesting concept to me. And I think maybe like if Abby Jimenez, Ashley Poston, Ashley Audrain, Jennifer Hillier, uh, Therese Ann Fowler, and Mary Beth Keen all come out with an, a third book or another book, um, I think I probably would give them a try um, just because, again, like there is something really compelling about an author that comes out with a novel that is just so gripping and captivating. Like they can't lose that spark forever. Like maybe their next piece of work is kind of a dud. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, um, but she has a whole section talking about how um, she just wishes that authors would get over their fear and just put their work out there um, because a lot of authors can get a crippling sensation after they come out with something that's been on like, let's say the bestseller list for like a year um, or just something really like, you know, blockbuster, this went bananas. And so it's like a lot of people are paralyzed. They're like, well, how do I top that? Or how do I ever create something so amazing as that, right? Like they've set the bar so high for themselves that they're just like nervous or uncomfortable and just like, don't put work out there again. Um, and so, yeah, it is a really interesting position to be in, right? Because let's say you release something that's super popular and then your next piece of work, I feel like you could like tinker with it to death because you're just so scared and like nervous how well it'll be received. And so I I am actually really excited that these these authors put mediocre work out there. And then, you know, who knows, maybe the pressure will be taken off because it didn't do so well as well as the first book did. Uh, and then maybe their third or fourth or even fifth book can like recre recreate that magic. So yeah, I don't know. It's a really interesting concept to me and I just find it like really fascinating. Uh, my husband who dabbled in the book world for a little bit, he, uh, we, we have this conversation at least once a month because <laughs> I will talk about this with him. I'm like, oh, I don't understand like how this was so popular or like where this author went wrong with this book, whatever. And it's not really about that. It's more about like the sales and what drives revenue, right? So if somebody comes out with a book that is super popular, they will get a lot of money thrown at them to promote their next book, even if it's not so great. And even if everyone knows it's not so great. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a really interesting industry. Um, so yeah. And I feel like I can't sign off today without giving you some new recommendations for books that I've read recently and loved because I can't just be all negative and critique over here. So I have uh, three books that I wanted to talk to you about quickly. 
that I enjoyed. So the first one is Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson. This book came out several years ago, and I don't know why I had been avoiding it. I mean, the the premise is like really bizarre and like out there. It's about these like children who catch on fire when they get angry. Um, but it was really it was a quick it was a quick read. It was punchy. It was it was cute. It was funny, and like I thought the author did a really good job of kind of like tying everything together. So it was a really enjoyable read, and uh, I would recommend going for it if it's sort of been on your list for a while. The next one is The Heaven and Earth Grocery Store by James McBride. I really enjoyed this one. This was a story about a small little town in Pennsylvania. Um, It spans from the 20s to um, about the 70s, and it is about a group of blacks and Orthodox Jews that sort of like live together kind of in exile of this like really small Pennsylvania town and just sort of how like they kind of come together in a really unique way. Um, so it was, it was really lovely. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I got a little bored at the end. I was just kind of like waiting for it to move on. Um, but it was nonetheless, I, I would definitely recommend it. It was a pretty good one. And then the third book I would recommend is How to Keep House While Drowning, A Gentle Approach to Cleaning and Organizing by Casey Davis. And I thought this book had, it was very, it was a quick read. It was a, it was, had some really good tips packed in there. Um, But it's again, as the title implies, sort of like how to keep things from like not completely burning down when you're in a time of crisis or you're kind of going through like a really rough period where uh, cleaning and organizing is just really freaking difficult. Um, So I thought it was good. It was realistic and just a very like honest approach. And I felt like she, she, the author gave permission to do some things that I feel like a lot of people are kind of like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. And like one example is like, if doing the dishes every single day is too much for you and you just cannot like go for paper, like there's nothing wrong with it. Like your mental health is more important than like the week that you need to use paper and plastic dinnerware, um, over like the planet, right? Like just small things like that. Or like if you, if, if you cannot get something to a donation center because it's just, it's too much, um, which I feel like we all can relate to just throw it away. Like it it is not going to make that much of a difference in the long run. And so just small little things like that. Um, she also, and this is probably my last favorite example that this book had, um, cleaning up the kitchen after breakfast when you have little children, it's not just like putting away the breakfast ingredients and like wiping down surfaces and like putting away the dishes, right? Because your children will come into the kitchen and like spill Legos on the floor or bring in like an armful of toys that you'll like trip on. Someone will spill something. Uh, someone will poop their pants. You have to like do this. They need a refill. So it's like, it's like a, they keep adding these like never ending tasks on top of cleaning up the kitchen, which like was just such an, like I never really thought about it like that, but like, it's such a good point. Like there's someone always needs something and it's never just like one of them. Like they all individually, individually need something and it's all like urgent and you need to do it right meow um, or there's going to be a meltdown. So it's just like like mealtimes can create like just so much extra. So yeah, I don't know. It was, no one has ever really like laid it out for me in, in a way like that. So it just made, I don't know, it just helped. So yeah. Okay. I've been talking about this book for a while. I thought it was fantastic. Um, 
really enjoyable. Um, it's not totally for everyone, but I feel like you can take some things away from the book. So I would recommend it. Um, okay, my friends. So that is everything for you. Just seven books that left me kind of disappointed. Um, but I'm not going to give up on the authors totally. And then three recommendations for you. Um, so well, I guess a total of 10 recommendations. I don't know the seven plus 10. Okay. So the books that I liked and we're going to stick with part of your world by Abby Jimenez. Number two, the dead romantics by Ashley Poston. Number three, the push by Ashley Audrain. Number four, Little Secrets by Jennifer Hillier. Number five, Good Neighbors by Therese Ann Fowler. Number six, Ask Again, Yes by Mary Beth Keen. Number seven, The Silent Patient by Alex McAdellis. And then the newer books that I read recently, uh, number one, Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson. Number two, The Heaven and Earth Grocery Store by James McBride. And number three, How to Keep House While Drowning by Casey Davis. And that'll do it, my friends. As always, I'm going to put these titles and their authors in the show notes so you have them handy. All right, take care. See you next week week.